0: Welcome to another edition of Brian and Boden, where we are talking about discussing the Michelle Traconis case. Now, who is Michelle Traconis? She has been on trial for the last many weeks in Connecticut for conspiracy to commit murder and other crimes, such as tampering with evidence for the disappearance death of Jennifer Doulos, or as the prosecution would say, the murder of Jennifer Doulos by her husband, Photos Doulos, who, by the way, was the boyfriend of Michelle So our own Michael Bryan took another field trip today. We're coming to the end of the trial. But, Michael, where exactly were you today?
1: Yeah, Hey, Linda, hey, not a big deal here at the courthouse today, right? Wrong. This is jury instruction conference day. And uh, let's open up the Bryant and Bodden classroom for just a moment to talk about how important it may be, these jury instructions. True or false? The number one reason that cases are reversed on appeal is an error with jury instructions. I'll give you a second. Yes, true. That is absolutely true, and that's why both sides fight vigorously to get into the instructions, the specific language they want, and that's what they did here at the courthouse today. Got done about midday, though. Uh, and according to John Schoenhorn, counsel for Michelle Traconis, eh, you know, went about as expected, got in what he wanted, didn't have any real surprises in that sense. Let me give you an example of one of what I think is the most important instructions to be chatted about tomorrow with this jury, tampering with evidence. Uh, they carved out some of the language that seemed inappropriate here. There's references in the instruction to um, tampering with uh, records or creating documents of some sort, fabricating. Those those words are all taken out because they really don't have anything to do with what Michelle Traconis is alleged to have done. And that is so important. The jury needs to know what that language is so they don't go off on some weird goose chase uh, or wild goose chase and, and, and start crafting some sort of... Uh, crimes that there wasn't any evidence for. Again, you leave that kind of language in, it goes up on appeal, and it turns out you could reverse a case. Nobody wants that. So the attorneys and the judge work very hard to make sure the instructions are, in their relative perspectives, the best they could possibly be. So, oh, important to know that the uh, dueling translators were still here today, as they have been. There's a woman and a man who kind of tag team off uh, one another and uh, get everything sent to Michelle Traconis through an earpiece. I don't know if she's listening that carefully. Maybe you just need to have it going on in the background because she's chatting with defense counsel all the time, very animatedly. Uh, and, and so how much of the translator she is hearing, I don't know, but it is being provided even on days where there's no jury. So I know, Linda, you've got some very specific thoughts about these jury instructions and their importance. Uh, I think you're even talking about the F word, right? Fraud? What's the deal?
0: All right, and I was watching while you were also watching, Michael Bryant. the judge was doing the, the discharge conference, and I've been in a number of them, I actually hate them, but they're so important because it's one of the last things the jury will hear, and he is allowing the prosecution to talk about a presumptive blood test called the KM test to be actual evidence, he says, well, because uh, uh, there was DNA, the prosecution says, found later on, they can say that that was clearly a good test that fa- found blood. And so what's the indication that maybe all the other KM tests that came up negative also found blood? It's scientific fraud. The National Academy of Sciences has been... Uh, thousands of pages years ago to discuss a report that says in the courtroom science should be valid it should be accurate and this in my opinion is about as inaccurate as you can get if you're going to make it into an argument so michael bryant what i want to know as does everybody what does the schedule look like for tomorrow for the rest of the week when will the jury get this case in other words when will the jury start its deliberation
1: So after nearly 30 days in court, uh, tomorrow the big day, Linda. It is closing arguments. 10 o'clock tomorrow morning they will begin. Uh, And apparently, based on Judge Randolph's history as a newscaster, he thinks an hour per side is appropriate. I asked John Schoenhorn how that calculation works, but it has something to do with the amount of time uh, reports are being given and the anchor is just sitting. I'm not sure if I should take offense to that or not. But uh, nonetheless, that is how we've come up with this one-hour, give or take, for uh, each side to do their best to convince this jury uh, of what they think the evidence showed. Obviously, the defense looking for an acquittal across the board. Prosecution says she's guilty of conspiracy to commit murder and other lesser charges. And I've talked to a number of folks who are close to Michelle Trakonis. Uh, she's she's doing well, but uh, happy to have this uh, coming to a close. Andy and it will. The close with closing arguments tomorrow, at 10 a.m. here in the Stanford courthouse. That'll be followed by jury instructions. And then this jury will have the case and begin deliberating the fate of Michelle Traconis and the death of Jennifer Dulos.